guys. Welcome to hour two of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Don't forget, we are looking for the most rednecky thing you do, the redneckiest thing that you have ever done or currently do. We'll be taking your calls at 1015 and your emails. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Don't be shy. You think muscle call in? He's got a a handful of this stuff. I don't know. That's great. Uh, I got a couple of good ones. Okay. One for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Guilty. Never mind. Uh, That's not why you called. That's coming up. Let's do this. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. So I watched Madonna fall this morning. I did too. I mean, I think the initial reports made it sound like she tripped or stumbled or something. Yeah, she was just taking a ride on a chair. Yeah, that's all. Just imagine, you know how you pull your friend through the office in an office chair? Yeah. You know, a chair on wheels, you start pulling them backwards. That's what was happening. A dancer was pulling her. The dancer tripped. And so as a result, she was basically thrown out of her chair. Yes. It's pretty humorous, actually. And then she she just kept singing. Yeah. Looks like she, she smiled. Looks like she's in a good mood. She doesn't want them to feel bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she played it off. She's fine. She doesn't Everybody care. Looks she's Madonna. Dressed up. You mean the people in the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a thing, huh? People are all. <laughs> anyway, you could find it online. Don't worry about it. Did you hear the story about Billie Eilish? No. So apparently, Billie Eilish was seen talking to Kylie Minogue at the People's Choice Awards, okay, on Sunday. And this is when Billie Eilish was in her full... Michael Jackson sure, costume. Sure. The more and more I see video funny. and images of this night, I mean, she really looks like Michael. Think of when Michael was in court, everyone. That's the version of Michael that I'm talking about. Oh Glasses, straightened hair, down sure. to about the shoulder. Really MJ vibes. Continue. Okay, so anyway, she was seen talking to Kylie Minogue, and apparently she was overheard criticizing the number of TikTok stars that were at the event on Sunday. So, this content creator, do you know who Bryce Hall is? I don't. Nor did I. He heard about it, and he had something to say about it, and here's what he said. I'm just going to address this clip of Billie Eilish being disgusted that TikTokers were at uh, the People's Choice. I was one of them. First off, Billie Eilish, I am so sorry uh, that I didn't acknowledge your greatness and bow down to you being another human being. I, I sure, <laughs> being another human right now. And second, um, People's Choice invited us personally. Uh, everyone that attended People's Choice and was sitting at those tables, we were invited by People's Choice. So, hate on them. But the most sad thing, let me just wipe my tear real quick. He's the most kidding. sad thing is what I, I was a I was a Billie Eilish stan. I stand you. Billie Eilish. And now I don't think I can renegade to uh, any of your, your songs anymore. So th- thanks for taking out all my content. Wow, chill out, everybody. I, I'm sort of met with, while I want to appreciate his 
you know, let me stand up for us, my resting point is yours. Just chill, bro. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. Sometimes, sometimes you don't have to take things personally. Some studies suggest you'll be happier if you don't. Yes. The but fact some, that he's even addressing it, it's like, what, who cares? Okay. Who cares what she thinks? I thought he was going to go more in the lane of, hey, we are TikTok stars, but in the same way that you once had something that helped you break through, right? TikTok is the thing for us. And so I get it. We're not as well established as maybe some of the other people there, but um, it was really fun for us to be there. There you go, Steve. That would have been a different way, but again, you should I think do a he, TED talk. I know. I think that ultimately, <laughs> just you don't have to say anything there. And then he's getting all snarky, and she wasn't saying you had to bow down. He's just. It, it I says drama. more about that person than it does about Billie Eilish to me. That is a very insecure person. Yes, I think you need to just ignore that. You need to just be like, yeah, okay, whatever, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Still like you. You didn't have to say that. I don't know. Yes. I'm no, I'm with you. I was I was just pondering all of that. I think we everybody has those those people in your life or, or maybe you've been that person at one point where if you are taking things personally a lot, what a crummy way to live. Because there are jacked up things and people will mistreat you and speak ill of you and but if you're hellbent on revenge or every time you've been wronged it needs to be righted just the way that you imagine it should be righted in your head Amen, bro. it's a heavy way to live look at freaking mike the mensch this guy never gets mad you Ever. know why no he just doesn't he chooses it's not that bad things don't happen to him it's that he has made a choice as an adult to not allow those things to impact him and i'm sure every now and again we're all humans something breaks through the barrier and it's like oh this is rattling me mm-hmm. but that ought to be the exception not the rule for all of us but so many people just love the you know they just feed on it it's the drama yeah, it it's all. like there you have to find something to be wrong you know what i'm saying i didn't love that sentence okay it it's almost like you're always looking for <laughs> some kind of conflict there okay there I, are people who just it. They love the drama. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thanks and, and for being you. They're able to take almost anything that happens as a slight against them. Right. And someone not recognizing or being dismissive. Yes. Generally. You're so wise. That. Well, no, I mean, that kind of thing can happen to me, too. I'm not. I am not. Uh, what's the word? Above it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm. Listen, any of these times that I'm doing my soapbox stuff, yeah. generally the first person I'm talking to is myself. I need, <laughs> I need these lessons sure. learned. Okay, that's good. But, but I could tell you about 15 other people that immediately come to mind that need it too. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm just kidding. Um, do you know about this jelly roll story about how he started super late? Yeah, he went he went on because you know Madonna, the aforementioned, she is notorious for going on stage very late and she was getting a lot of pushback at the beginning of her tour. That seems to have quieted down now. People just know, you know, you can get one more round of drinks, I guess, before you walk over to the stadium. Jelly Roll responded, he had some fans who were upset. He had a show in Indiana, this was over NBA All Star weekend, and he didn't hit the stage until eleven thirty Saturday night. 
And uh, he went on to just clear the air and to make a decision about future shows. He said, I just want to clear up any misunderstanding about the Indiana show last night. I was not allowed to go on until 1130. That's the way it was set up in the contract and told to only do an hour. I would never leave fans waiting that late. It was completely out of my control. He said, the biggest lesson I learned is I won't be quick to do corporate events anymore. Only regular jelly roll shows from now on. Huh. That's a good way to handle that. Throwing, you know, the corporate people under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) I think what he needs, I, I think what the corporate show people, the people organizing the show, they need to let fans know that this guy's going on late. Instead of like, come to our party, Jelly Roll will perform. And then he never comes on and then you leave and then he goes, like, that's not cool. And they just assume they're in the back, you know, snorting a line of peanut M&Ms or something, just (laughs) waiting because they can wait because everybody will stay. Right. All right. Good talking to you guys. When we return, if you have a rednecky thing that you do or have done that comes to mind, you can give us a call at 651-641-1071. What's the redneckiest thing you've ever done? That next on my talk. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got producer Mike the Big Zamboni. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Uh, of course, we had to wait for you to get in to bring up this topic. Yeah. The most redneck thing you've ever done or seen, maybe. You strike me as someone who might have redneck Whoa. tendencies. What are you going to say? I was going to say someone who might have like a flatbed pickup truck that you've turned into, I don't know, a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, no. Okay. What a- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry, I <laughs> I heard Jeff Foxworthy say the bit of you know you're a redneck yep. when you have a TV on top of another TV, and I like thought, oh <laughs> my us. gosh, that is occurring in our home. Yep. As I recall, it was in our Springdale house. There was a that was that's when you used to be able to stack TVs. The good old days when a television was kids. If you're listening, TVs used to be sized much more like a washing machine. That was what they were. They were thick. You could put stuff on top of them. I'll tell you what. How about a religious redneck? My dad had a TV, my my grandma's old TV, down in our basement. Friends, this was recently. (laughs) And it was like, yeah, we'll take that TV, put it down in the basement. He turned this room that used to be a little game room pool table, turned it into a 
prayer room. And so he would like read the Bible down there and pray. And it was just like this little room of peace. Although it was very cluttered. How could you even have peace when there were so <laughs> many loose things? I'm not here to judge him. But he covered the TV with some cloth. So it was almost like a little faux altar sort of a situation. Oh, wow. There's a broken television underneath that, that thing. That is hilarious. That's religious redneck. So it was more like a console, right? Like for us, our TV was inside a cabinet. And in the cabinet, there was also a record player. And there were speakers. And so it was a piece of furniture. And you couldn't see the TV unless the cabinet was open. So then we would just put the new TV on top of that. Okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because it was like a little piece of furniture. Yes. Okay. Mike, do you do anything rednecky? I was just kidding. Uh, no, Don't it's okay. I, I used to. This isn't uh, as consistent anymore. Before every NASCAR race, I would drink a Red Bull because my favorite driver was sponsored by Red Bull. So really? that was how I supported him and showed my support. Who was the driver? That's pretty rednecky. Uh, Brian Vickers. Okay. We're going to talk Daytona 500 coming re- up. He has since retired. Okay. The blood what pots. a redneck name. Yeah. Hi, I'm Brian Vickers. <laughs> you know me from the number 27 car. 83, uh, but yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I, well, I used to follow a Daytona guy uh, from, the, from the NASCAR game on PlayStation, mm-hmm. Teddy Musgrave. Oh, yeah. Or oh, is yeah. it maybe singular? Musgrave. Ted Musgrave. Ted yeah. Musgrave. Yeah. Hi, I'm Teddy Musgrave, and I'm Brian Vickers. <laughs> <laughs> Come see us this weekend. We'll be at the Bait and Tackle Shop near the Minnows signing hats. Okay, here's one for you. This is coming from Dana. She said, the redneckiest thing I've ever seen was my brother-in-law drying his kid off with the leaf blower when he got out of the kiddie pool. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I had a boyfriend who, when we'd go to the cabin... I've seen him do it twice. He would walk in the house, right past the bathroom, out the back door, and would pee off the deck. No way. And I'm like, what is that? That is asserting your dominance. And he was like, what? Just because I can. I'm like, all right. You do you, man. Yeah, you could also, I mean, that should never be your barometer for doing things. Right, because I I can. I'm out in the woods. Yeah. You could crap in the corner of your kitchen, <laughs> according to that. Right. Yeah, Crazy. What are you using the litter box for, John? Because I can. <laughs> Henrietta, please. Henrietta. Oh he comes out. He's kicking the litter. He's trying to cover it. <laughs> Stop. All right. Who do we have on the phone? We got Patty on the line. Hey, Patty, you already sound like a redneck. How are you? We're just insulting people left and right. How did you know? I don't know. Um, There's something about you. Uh, Welcome to the show. What's the redneckiest thing you've done? My in-laws had a house up north near Brainerd, and we tried to sneak into the neighboring trailer park's communal swimming pool, and we got kicked out of the trailer park swimming pool because we didn't belong to the community. (laughs) That is awesome. That's a walk of shame back home. Oh, yeah, you're wet. Yeah. People were, yeah, get out of here. They're lighting off their okay. fireworks. We felt kind of vindicated because the next day that we walked by and the pool was closed because someone had peed in it. So that was a win. Oh there you go. <laughs> there you Bye. go. The Northerners, you won yeah. again. Thanks for sharing that, Patty. 
That is okay. Bye. See you, Patty. All right. See ya. Uh, somebody on Reddit said they shot at a woodpecker in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's one, and then we'll get to another call. Okay. Uh, this is from Roseanne. We were in Wisconsin having lunch at a local tavern in the neighborhood. As we were talking, we were looking out the window, and there were kids swimming in the back of a pickup truck, Donna. There you go. They lined the bed with plastic <laughs> and filled it up with water. It's a thing. Way to go. I bet they do that at um, the Daytona 500. I oh, bet there sure. are people tailgating. You know, all... there was a guy on Shark Tank who went to my university, and he pitched this pickup truck liner so that oh. you could at festivals and Look things at like that. that turn it into a pool all right maybe it's not as rednecky as we thought uh let's go to the phones here's barb hey barb hey, how barb. are you hey, barb. hi guys good morning good um morning. well i believe this is uh something redneck and i hate to say that it's coming from my son but um <laughs> And, and I don't know if it came from him playing, uh, like, ultimate Frisbee all the time and being on the field, but he, like, he'll close one nostril and blow the snot out of the other one. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. Don't they call that? A, farmer blow. Yeah, farmer blow. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought maybe a well, snot rocket. Is or redneck. I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's a fine line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Barb, that's your, that's your baby boy. I know. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure after he does it, too, he's like, I learned it from a ma. <laughs> <laughs> ma had a spit cup on the ironing board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Barb, Thanks, Barb, for the call. Wow. That's kind of gross. Yeah. I assume everybody's, like, peeing in the shower. That, I feel like, is a very natural thing to do. You're right. You know? Um, I did this, pee oh, in the shower this, this week. What? I'm sorry, what? What? Nothing. The most redneck. Jesse sent an email. Hey, guys, the most redneck thing I did when I was young, I built a treehouse out of old snowmobiles and pickup truck parts. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. Oh, my God. How about used a slingshot and dried beans to drive a possum off my porch? That's good. My friend growing up had a party line, and her aunt, who lived somewhere different from her, would get on the line when she thought we talked too long. That was 1994. I don't know if that qualifies. Yeah. We'll let you off the hook for that. We got one more call. Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Sheila. Hey there. I am redneck enough to admit I bought a pickup camper and turned it into a chicken coop. That's my girl. (laughs) That's That's utilitarian. That's finding use in something. Do you still have the chicken coop? I do indeed. We have six chickens, and they love their chicken house. Wow. Yeah, that's just being creative, right? I kind of like that. Well, yeah. we put a peak roof on the top and tinned it so it looks like a little mini barn. Oh, that's cute. This is I good. I think so, too. We're no, going to give you a redneck. All right, you'd be a redneck, redneck pass. Barb. All right, fine. Was that Barb? No, that, Sheila, no, that was Sheila. Sorry, Sheila. Sheila. Rachel said uh, most the redneckiest thing I've ever done, I hit a pheasant with my car. <laughs> I brought it home, and I made soup with it. Nice. <laughs> That you win, Rachel. (laughs) Yes, winner, winner. Let's play a pheasant dinner. We'll play a game. 651 641 1071. Call now. We'll play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge next. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and we're going to play a game. Time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. It is time to find out how smart the two of you are. College of Pop Culture Knowledge is what we're playing today. And uh, checking out the score, it's a two-point game, uh, I believe. Let me get the official tally here. Uh, It's uh, 18 wins for Donna, 16 wins for Steve. Nice. Let's go, guys. It is a tight one. And today we've got a birthday girl. Rihanna celebrating birthday today. How old do you think Rihanna is? I think Rihanna is 31. I'm going to go 34. The official number 36. Oh my gosh. 1988, she was born. Nice. February 2nd. Fellow 80s baby. Mm -hmm. Me, you, Mike, or Rihanna, Mike, and Steve. The 80s baby club. And I'm Donna Valentine. James Madison. So today, <laughs> college. <laughs> who I heard yesterday, somebody said on the radio, five four, a hundred pounds. Oh wow. Huh, James Madison, huh? Yeah. Huh, five four. How much? Five foot four inches tall, one hundred pounds. No. That's what they say. Huh. Thanks for sharing. That's crazy. Optics matter so much. He would never get become president now yeah you're it's like having an 11 year old out there in a suit good talking to you bye Bye. all right we're gonna play today and chris is gonna be on the line again all the questions today are gonna be about rihanna as it is her birthday today chris you're gonna be playing along hello chris i'm here i'm here i'm here chris where are you calling us from this morning if you would remember, I am from the Grove of the Maple. Ah, I love where the Maple. I shan't, I shan't be giving my height and weight. <laughs> <laughs> not That's required. Good. Not required. Yeah, but accept it if, any, if anyone ever no. wants to. Right. Listen, Chris, I'm thinking you and me, girl. I know nothing well, about Rihanna. You know problem. I tried to call yesterday because what was the dumpster person talk about? Oh, that was about Donna's wardrobe. (laughs) Dumpster is, this is being taken out of context. This is turning into fake news. I think it was sewer. She looked, no, no, no. She looked like she, final, she looked like she was being a garbage worker 
on the back of a garbage truck, but in a Disney movie. Okay, but if you will remember, I came yes. out of retirement a little while ago, blew it all, I got, I was zero help, and I said, I'm going back down to retirement, and I was called a garbage person, like I was going into a dumpster, and I thought, like, that's Donna and I, we're together, you- <laughs> like, after the grouch in the can. This is great. I think compliment you two accepted should play together. Yeah, you two dumpster <laughs> yeah, divas playing together. It's already happening. All right, so. fine. All right, I All right. I know nothing. You're not going to win today unless you know. <laughs> All right, you know I love about you. Rihanna. Happens. And we'll see what Chris can do. And by the way, she's playing for a uh, pair of movie passes to Drive Away Dolls, an edgy offbeat comedy starring Margaret Qualley and uh, Beanie Feldstein, and that is going to be in theaters coming up later on this week. Woo-hoo! Are you ready to play? All right. Now, again, Rihanna is our topic today, College of Pop Culture Knowledge. She's uh, celebrating her 36th birthday. We will get it started with this one as Steve steps aside. Rihanna's first starring role in a feature film was in this critically panned 2012 action film about a Hasbro board game, or based on a Hasbro board game. Oh, gosh. I think she was kind of a pothead. Uh, I'm going to say it's Clue. Her first Grammy win was for this song that spent 10 weeks atop the UK charts. Ironically, that was during the devastating rains and flooding the region faced in 07. Umbrella. Her only recurring TV role was in season five of this TV prequel series to an iconic Hitchcock film. Oh, gosh. Season five of a prequel series, TV prequel series of an iconic Hitchcock film. The rear window. You think you like repeat it? The first one. Uh, starring role. Yeah, we'll have Chris uh, come in here and help you. Chris, Aww. she gave Clue for the first one. Let me read it to you again because she felt like she wanted to go back to that one. Rihanna's first starring role in a feature film was in this critically panned 2012 action film based on a Hasbro board game. I, I think that's fair. I think that's a really good guess. Clue, okay. She said Umbrella for the second one. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. Yep, I'm and, there. And then the final one, she didn't get an answer in for, or you did. What did you say for that final one? I rear, said rear, rear window. window. Let me re, uh, how do you feel about that one? I need to hear the question again. All right, Sorry. sounds good. Her only recurring TV role was in season five of this TV prequel series to an iconic Hitchcock film. A TV prequel series to an iconic Hitchcock film. Oh my gosh! I wonder if this is like that um, Bates. Uh, I think we have to take a zero on that one. You don't have any, don't, any guess. Will, I don't cheat, so well, don't just, cheat. Yeah, any guess. Just give a guess. Bates Motel. Okay, you're gonna change it to that. Sounds good. Let's bring Steve in here. Oh, he's, oh. he's he went squeaky by. You're so funny, Steve. What, what? Hey. Hi. Hey, guys. How did it go, ladies? Good morning. Yeah, we're not sure. Not the worst. Not the best. Okay. Let's do this. It is all about Rihanna today. Steve, you ready? I'm ready. Let's get it started with this one here. Rihanna's first starring role in a feature film was in this critically panned 2012 action film based on a Hasbro board game. Monopoly? No, Jumanji. Her first nope. Grammy... Monopoly. Her first Grammy win was for this song that spent 10 weeks atop the UK charts, ironically, during the devastating rains and flooding in that region in, in 07. Umbrella. Uh, her only recurring TV role was in season five of this TV prequel series to an iconic Hitchcock film. Hmm. TV prequel series to I'm an gonna iconic I'm going to go Jumanji for that first one, too, by the way. Okay. Uh, Jumanji. 
Anything you like repeated? You got 10, on, 4 yeah. seconds. Um, the Hitchcock thing. Oh my gosh. Prequel series. I kind of. Yes. Hitchcock oh, Schnikes. That's disappointing. Let's run through these answers here. Again, we're talking about Rihanna today. We'll start with that second one. Her first Grammy win was for this song that spent 10 weeks atop the UK charts, ironically, during the devastating rains and flooding that region faced in 07. It's part of the reason why people kept listening to it. It indeed was Umbrella. Yay! And that is like one of a handful of songs to ever be on the top of the UK charts for 10 weeks. It was wow. only that decade, only in the 2000s, and also huh. one of a handful. So she she sold a lot of uh, records, yeah. by the way. And then she did the whole Fenty thing. Yeah. She's got a lot of money. She's, She's got rich. a lot of money, man. Uh, now let's move to her acting career, an area that has um, yielded her less money. Uh, Rihanna's first starring role was in this feature film that was critically panned uh, in 2012. It's an action film based on a Hasbro board game. That board game, and this mm-hmm. is very loosely based. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? It, I think it is Jumanji. No. It's not. It's Battleship. Oh, oh, what? She was fighting yeah, wh- aliens on a battleship with Liam Neeson. Oh. oh. Was Taylor Kitsch in that as well? I have no idea. I don't All think anyone right. saw it. it was, I, uh, this doesn't even ring a bell. I said clue. Yeah, it was like a $200 million budget, and I don't think many people watched it. Man. Okay. That was my only hope. Yep, you're exactly right. Taylor Kitsch is in that. Brooklyn yes. Decker was in it. Alexander Skarsgård. Love wow. him. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That uh, is the answer for number one. Nobody got that one. Means we go to the final one. Her only recurring TV role was in season five of this TV prequel series to an iconic Hitchcock film. Can you think of any iconic Hitchcock films? The Birds? That's one. Mm. Um, Rosebud. Nope. That's not Hitchcock. All right. The movie Psycho <laughs> is Hitchcock, though. Yes! And yeah! in the movie Psycho... There's, of course, the Bates Motel, which is the correct answer, and Chris gave no. it to us. Chris! She was See, like, you Bates. almost lost it. I don't know oh, where you pulled that out, but you did. Holy bananas. Oh, my wow. God, that's amazing. You almost didn't say it. I know. I, I struggled. I was just like, that's, but I really, really kept focusing on the Hitchcock part, and that's the most iconic movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good Do you guys want to do Double or Nothing? Just... For Steve, a no, point? No, Steve, no, adults no, are talking. No, <laughs> don't do it. Donna, at the beginning of the year, you said no deal ever in 2020. That's right. We're done with that. Nope. nope. Chris is a weenie. <gasps> we love you, Chris. You're not a weenie. No, we're weenies. We're not garbage people. We're no, you're garbage weenies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst kind. Oh, That's Chris. Right. You're adorable. <laughs> Thank you for helping me get a win. I love you, Donna. Love you, too. You you dress however you want. Thank you. I look pretty cute today, if I do say so myself. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, okay, Chris. Stay on the line. Hang on. Steve? What? For funsies? Sure. Okay. It's a a pretty simple one. Name this Rihanna song. Donna. Donna. Work? No. (laughs) Hang on. Let me vibe with it for a minute. Hey. Hey. Oh. Donna. Go ahead. Yeah. Only girl of the world. Steve. Got it. Only girl of the world. It. There you go. You're eat a winner, it, Donna. Steve. You eat it, too. It's a banger. It is. Banger. She's got a lot of them. Yeah, she does. Back in the day, I mean, like, when she first burst on the scene, if it was, it was hit after hit after hit. She done burst onto that scene. Know what I mean, Jellybean? I sure do. 
Mike, we still have not gotten into Limu Emu Jingle Talk yet. We're oh, saving no. it. We're saving it for when you were here. Okay. Uh, it's going to come up at 11.15. But I think Can't we wait. figured something out Ooh. after the show yesterday. Okay. Donna doesn't remember. Yeah. I told I her. Yeah. I told her right to her face. I had just come out of the bathroom and I said, hey, I think maybe we both win and here's why. Here's mm. what I think it actually is. And then I sang it right to her. And then he her. said this. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> You're going to love it, though, Mike. I can't I'm wait. I can't wait. Donna, don't. All right, fine. I want... To do the thing that we were going to do here, but we don't have time. All right, well, maybe we'll sneak that in. And also, Mike and I want to talk about the Daytona 500. NASCAR. We're going deep on Daytona here. All right, let's do it then. That is coming up when we return. It's Don and Steve, the experience on my talk. Friends, what's up? It's Steve from my pals at the Canopy Group. You know, the insurance industry is full of one agent representing one company, giving you one quote. Does that sound familiar? Chances are your current agent has just one company behind them, but think about how limiting that is for you. You need more than one agent who represents more than one company. That is why Paul Borkert and Jeff McDonald created the Canopy Group. The Canopy Group gives you 50 specialists and 16 separate insurance companies. Some of the names you'll recognize like Auto Owners and Progressive. Some you might not, but here's what you will get. You'll get an agency that will shop for the best possible coverage from all of these different companies. And then as your needs change, and they do, the Canopy Group will continue to find you the best coverage from a company that specializes in just what you need. So are you stuck with one company and one agent? Are you confident that your home, auto, and business are all properly insured? It's time for you to get options, and I know just the place, the Canopy Group. Go to thecanopygroup.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We also got Mike the Big Zamboni with us. Vroom, vroom. Steve, <laughs> Steve, have you ever gotten into racing? I did when I uh, when I got that video game NASCAR back in the early 2000s. Played it on, I think, a PlayStation 2. And we were playing this NASCAR game and just playing it, took us from feeling like it was very boring to watch to understanding how drafting works and late pushes and pit time and stuff like that. So then we started watching it and we're like, oh, we're kind of getting into this. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it is. 
ultimate redneck kind of sport, right? <laughs> For and sure. People loved it. I, I, the first time I saw like a crowd at one of these, you know, big races, I was like, how many people are there? Like, we're talking like... Like 100,000, right? Yes, 100, or more. 200. Yeah, it's like, what? So, the winner of the Daytona 500, um, maybe, Mike, you can tell us a little bit more about him. He went from, like, online racing. It was exactly what Steve just talked about. This is what's so amazing. So, William, By- William Byron's his name, and uh, he, like you, got a video game in the mid-2000s, and he was like, oh... This is kind of fun. I really like this. And he started watching NASCAR. So most guys, when they get into racing, they're racing go-karts when they're like five years old. Four or five years old, they're racing go-karts or working their way up. He starts going online and playing this iRacing simulator game and starts crushing and doing really, really, really well. And finally, in 2012, he approached his dad and had a business plan laid out and said, this is what we need to do to get into actual racing. And he ended up, his dad helped him finance it and everything. They got into what's called a Legends car. And I believe, if the number's right, he raced about 60-some races in a Legends car, these really small little cars that the younger kids will drive. Oh, okay. And out of those 60 races, he won like 35. Wow. And next thing you know, he was just crushing it, moved up the ranks super, super fast. And uh, he last year, he had his breakout year. I think he won five races last year. And then this year, he opens up the season by winning the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Is this similar to the plot of a movie? This is very much like, yes, um, Gran Turismo. So um, Gran Turismo, it was a guy playing um, the game Gran Turismo on PlayStation. Then they had a contest, and then this guy was able to go on and and race in a lower level of Formula One type racing. Those are open wheel. This is, you know, NASCAR stock car. This is amazing. Well, here he is uh, being interviewed, I believe, after he just right after he won. I can't believe it, man. It's uh, this is incredible. I had a much different background than you know anybody in the sport growing up racing on iRacing on the computer, and to make it to the Daytona 500 and win the race is pretty amazing. So honestly, it hasn't really sunk in. It's the craziest race. I mean, we're two and three wide all day. It's, it takes everything you have. So it's pretty cool. How about that? I don't know how old this guy is. He sounds young. Yeah, I think he's mid twenties, twenty six, twenty seven. Oh my 27. gosh, that's crazy. This is a, this is a big track this is a two and a half mile track yep that's big yeah daytona and talladega are the two biggest tracks and these are uh they're both super speedways they race that same way where if you watch a replay of it you see it's just a line of three cars that are separated by inches and they're driving 200 miles an hour holy cow. and that's why they always are waiting for the big one and that happened actually a couple of times yesterday the big crash where yeah. one guy gets you know squirrely in front and yeah. half the field gets taken out of the race yeah. There's a lot of luck involved in this race as well, yeah. but he was in position. Uh, this seats between 150 and 175,000 people. Unbelievable. How? What percentage of people that, who attend have like mint snuff in their back pocket? Like how many people of the <laughs> denim that you see have the ring of where the denim is sort of worn on the I back pocket? I would say at least a third for sure. I bet that's right. Yeah. The best part about NASCAR races is you can bring your own coolers, so you don't have to pay for a big beer or pay I for food. Oh, you wheel your cooler right in behind you when you come into a NASCAR race. It's great. It's almost like a um, like a festival. Yeah, like a music festival or something. Well, yeah, which doesn't allow you to bring stuff in, but True. like uh, that's incredible. It does feel like midway through, you, you might get bored. Well, so does this mean 500 laps? Nope. So it's a two and a half mile track. So this was 200 laps. 
So okay. 500 miles is what the 500 is for. Okay. I took so- my best friend and his wife to the, uh, when we were living out in uh, North Carolina, I took him to Charlotte, and that is the uh, Coca-Cola 600. It's okay. called the 600 because it's a 600-mile race. It's the longest <sighs> race of the entire year. Now, wow. I'll, I'll always say the first time you go to a NASCAR race, just watch the people as the cars go by the first time because, like, it literally takes your breath away. Literally. Really? You are, like... Out of breath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's taking your breath away as these cars go flying by you at 100 and whatever, 60. 70 miles an hour but it was the longest race of the year so they were like blown away for 50 laps and then the drinking caught up to them right, the eating caught right. up to them the sun caught up to them and for the next like two hours they're like okay this is a little much right, right. My, so how many hours are we talking sorry steve a few three hours usually two oh, and a half three so hours okay. not terrible um my dad used to drag race and so we would the, the closest thing that i experienced to that was occasionally they would bring in a jet engine dragster. Sure. And sometimes it would be like a fire truck that was gutted and then legitimately, Donna, it was oh like God. everybody put your <laughs> earplugs in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Put some jet fuel in that. Donna, Hold these things, beer. you'd be right outside of it and then a jet engine, <laughs> you would hear that and then it would puff that a few times. And then once the light would go from green to red or red to green it was crazy they would do a quarter mile in under four seconds yeah do you have any idea how fast that you have to go that quickly i mean it's zero to 60 we've been on the rock and roller coaster at disney done and we feel like we may as well be nasa certified with the g's that we had against our chest yep this situation is just crazy. Yeah, there's something about these machines. They're just going so fast that you're physically, your body has a response to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. You would fit in so well at a drag strip or NASCAR. Thank you. Or I could even see you at like a cockfight, like just illegal chickens. <laughs> I assume you're talking to me, right? Yes. <laughs> she already started saying thank you. <laughs> You're just claiming it. Yes, I'll take that. Yes. And if you do want to dig into this and you have any interest whatsoever, uh, Netflix, you know how good they are with their sports documentary, sports follow-alongs. We had Full Swing from the PGA. We've mm-hmm. got the Formula One one. There's a NASCAR one now called Full Speed. And William Byron's actually one of the drivers early on in this series. It's just five episodes on Netflix. He's one of the drivers they focus on because not only did he have this very unique upbringing, he also is dating the defending champion's younger sister. So there's a fun storyline there. Oh, that's yes. amazing. So uh, Ryan Blaney was the defending champ, or is the defending champion, and his younger sister and William Byron are together. And uh, so this is a really good job of kind of just telling that whole story. It's not as good as Full Swing or some of the other ones, but it's a great way if you don't know a lot about NASCAR. They give you all the details, and it's 40 minutes, five episodes. You're going to learn a lot. And if you do have any interest in watching it, it's going to really help you. And some of the drama uh, is like Donna at home, you know, the wife might say, hey, did you have a productive day at work? And then he'll say, it just felt like we were going in circles all day. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, Steve, how do you do it? Donna, you are a gem. You are the Queen Ruby of the Twin Cities. You, For you winter carnival freaks out there, have her be your next Kate Klondike or whatever. Take her, throw her up at the... uh, Throw her up on the the the, the old timey fireman's trampoline thing. Make Donna the, the jester. Oh, where they like throw people in the air? Yeah, I I would die before I did that. Out that of looks dis- terrified. Oh, okay. Yes, fright, not disinterest. Both. Sure.
I'm not interested because I'm too scared. Thank you. Anyway, what's what is the name of that Netflix show, Mike? Uh, full speed. It's full NASCAR. Speed. Full speed is what it's it. called. All right, I love it. We're what's learning the, about the racing. Formula One um, Drive so. to Survive, I believe. Okay. I what's the to... difference? Is it the type of vehicle? Type yes. Of car? One is open wheel, and um, they do road courses internationally. They race all over the place. You may remember Vegas had a race recently, Formula yep. One race, where they mm-hmm. shut it all down. That is op- open one Formula One. Okay. Does open wheel actually mean that the wheels are like on the outside of the car, yeah. not under the chassis? Correct. I guess. Yes. Okay. And a stock oh. car has the body around the wheels. Nice. Look at Mister uh, Mister Macho Man. Listen, guys, I didn't think I'd be saying chassis today. And anytime <laughs> I've used that word, I've never been sure if I'm using it right, but I think it means something about the body of the car. Good job, Steve. Lug nuts. <laughs> Lug nuts. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wheel bearing. Spark plugs. Mm, I need new ones. Thank you for the reminder. We'll take a break. All righty. Dirt alert and more stupid next. WD-40. Okay.